Welcome to Tranquility Magazine Podcast with your host, Jasmine Maya Royce. We're here to motivate you on your body, mind, and spirit. Today, I have the guest, Julie Ann Siegel from Minneapolis, is an interior designer and feng shui consultant and the owner and president of design firm Metro Interiors. She received her BFA in interior design from Northern Illinois University and has served on advisory boards for a Central College interior design program. She is certified in feng shui consultant through the Wind and Water School of Feng Shui and is a member of the International Feng Shui Guild and the Feng Shui Institute of the Midwest. Welcome to the show, Julia. Very much appreciate you having the time to talk about <laughs> your book too that didn't mention. So you have a new book called Changing Your Space to Change Your Life, which I think right. is a great size pocketbook on achieving great things in your home. But first question I want to ask you is what's your current mantra? Well, I, I changed it this year. I thought, what am I going to think every day when I wake up? <laughs> and that is going to be that for today only, I will not worry and I will find joy in everything I do. So I try to say that every day. I can say that the next day that I will not worry again <laughs> for today <laughs> only. You can say it every day. So yeah. just to kind of let go of that kind of energy and bring in more joy in everything that you do. So I try to remind myself of that daily. It's a good way to remind yourself that, you know, you can find the joy in little things and also receive joy in a way that you're open to receiving it kind of coming forward. Even when you're doing, you know, things that are just daily, like making dinner or doing your work, you can just find joy in the little things, like you said. And I think Mm -hmm. that's really important to feel good. Yeah, feel good. And you and it comes all from intention. You got to think about what you're doing first to find that joy. You have to think about I'm going to find joy because that will set the intention to do that. Yeah. I mean, I love the fact that you kind of touch on this on your book and you're talking about energy and the value of energy and what it kind of resonates for, especially in your home environment. And I love the way you kind of explained it. Can you touch on it a little bit about the energy in your home? Because what you're saying for your mantra is kind of calling into an energy of joy. Of joy, right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is your home joyful? Like, do you, are you allowing for flow movement in your space? Because a lot of times we have stagnant or blocked energy in our space. Mm. So we don't, we're, sometimes we're not even aware of that. For example, If you have by your front door, a lot of things behind it, like some people throw their shoes there and you can't (laughs) even open the door all the way. It can be very frustrating and you open that door and that frustration doesn't stop there. It goes right into your home with you and you Mm. take it out on your spouse or, or, you know, child or pet or even the grocery clerk, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so it's just, you know, think about you know, walk through your house and see, are there, is there blocked energy? When you walk into a room, is there a sofa that you walk into rather than open into an area where you're sitting, you know, sitting, you could, you want to be able to walk into it, not walk up into a sofa. True. You're flowing with it and the movement that you're talking about. It's important. And I always wondered about this in like a feng shui concept is about like, I, I love 
vintage things, you know, and I, I love finding vintage things that I always think about the energy that comes with the vintage that's thing. True. Like, that's how I feel about books. It's like they have their own stories. And like, I feel fearful sometimes. How, what have you been through that I'm taking you inside my house with me? <laughs> right. And that is like, as a feng shui consultant, I, you know, think about that. And I don't use a lot of, you know, vintage things in my designs, although mm -hmm. I, I think a little bit. If some people have some, I will work with their things that they mm -hmm. have. And some things are really cool, but you do have to be conscious of the energy or space clear it. Mm. So space clear it, you could take sage and, and light it, you know, a sage bundle, and then use that around the piece of furniture or accessory or whatever it is you bought in. Visualize all the negative energy if there is any. Sometimes maybe it's positive energy, mm -hmm. but you want to clear it just to have a free, fresh piece. And sometimes that could help. True. Um, I still feel that you shouldn't do design your whole home or space <laughs> around antiques, all antiques here and there or hand-me-downs that you love. Make sure that you love them too. Mm -hmm. because that can also mess up the energy if you're living if you're not surrounding yourself with things that you love it can bring down your energy oh I love the fact that you touched on that because one before I learned anything about feng shui at all and I know basics and and I didn't understand like you know how do I cleanse something to take it into my house because right. I'm bringing the energy that it has with it to my house and now it's living here right. it has its own home inside my home and, and is it good or bad and then uh, I've been unpacking the I idea of the plants conversation with your plants. Like they grow better yeah. when you have, yes. yes. And it's like, so okay, you're doing so that with your antiques. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's I do it with idea. my books because I'm weird enough that I would be like talking to my book, like, right. Ooh, where have you been? And who's been like exploring you and like, what travels have you made? Because books are like mobile. You can take them anywhere right. and they can go anywhere. And I've bought books in different countries and taking them back home right. with me. And they have their own journeys as well. But um, it, it's also, I love to read the inscribed like messages from people for different timelines, you know, but it also has some weight and you're hoping it's like a good weight rather than like more baggage right. that you didn't need to bring in here. Um, right. Like an ex-boyfriend gave you this book that you didn't want anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, every once in a while you should go through even your books and say, is this resonate with who I am now or can I let it go? Mm. You know, you don't have to always keep all your books from your whole life because sometimes they're not, they don't resonate with where you're at. at oh, this true. And so to let go of that energy to bring in new is okay. Yeah, I think it's just also the idea of fleshing out the old to prepare for the new. Right. And I always concept in a way of rebranding myself. You know, we have right. one decade that we're one place and we're evolving in this decade and how we're going to do and right. process going forward. But it can't, it comes down like for my self experience, I have gone through whole houses worth of things. Like I just got rid of the entirety of it. And then the only things I keep start are over. records and books. <laughs> and I start over from the beginning because I've moved a lot of places and you're like, right. I can't, I can't ship you to another country or take you with me. And are you valuable enough that you're worthy of me putting you on a storage unit that I right. need you later. <laughs> <laughs> but when you, you start to build your home and your environment. What are some positive ideas of setting the tone for the people that are also 
with that journey? Because you have four kids and, you know, and you're bringing your partner and your husband and your kids and your dog. Like, how do you set up the home core environment of either a kitchen or a bedroom? Right. Well, those are a lot of questions. I know. It's so (laughs) so complex that I mean. I want to say that, first of all, to to go through your items before I get to that, it's important to go through all the things that you have in your home and, and everything has a story to it. And if it's mm-hmm. not, doesn't say anything nice, then maybe it's time to let it go because mm-hmm. to have things that only bring joy to you in your home and, and the things you need, let go of the things that you don't use. And I'm sure we all have a lot of things that we don't use because <laughs> it's just, you know, we'll lighten up the energy. But mm-hmm. with kids right now, I, um, I have one child left with me. Mm. (laughs) I I was divorced 14 years ago. So I've been on my own, you know, personally. Mm -hmm. But when I work with couples, you know, we talk about what, you know, each one wants, and then sometimes a compromise has to be made. Mm -hmm. Um, So but to actually set up like for a good relationship, you might want to think about setting up the bedroom, for example, Mm -hmm. so that the relationship flourishes or call in a new relationship. Mm-hmm. So you would definitely want to have two nightstands mm-hmm. uh, for equal nightstands and two lamps in there. Solid headboard on your bed will help you feel more secure and you know gives you support in life. You feel more supported when you have a solid headboard, not one of those headboards with slats, mm. but solid. And okay. then in for a couple in the bedroom, it's really important to not have pictures of their kids in the bedroom. I know some people mm. have argued with me, but it's a place for the couple. Mm. Uh, you know, that's what we learn in feng shui. And it really is true. The more I think about it to just have pictures of the couple, or if you're looking to have a, a partner, say you don't want one in, and you want to have one, you mm-hmm. could put a piece of art there of a couple of a loving couple of what represents what you want to have with the intention that is going to be your, is, is your relationship. You Mm -hmm. have to think as if it's already happened. Mm. Um, So those are just some things to, you know, create a positive relationship area in your, in your bedroom. Yeah. I mean, they're very important to set like the tone in your intimate environment for a couple. And either if you're in one or not, it's an interesting concept about you're saying don't have the kids pictures in the bedroom. And I can understand why most parents would be like, no, I want to see my kids. I'm so proud of them. But there's other areas. Yeah. I was like your desk or, you know, your (laughs) family room or you can find the family area of, uh, do you know what the Bagua is? The Feng Shui Bagua. But you can explain to everybody else because I know a little bit, but you can right, right. be more well, expansive. <laughs> it's, it's in chapter eight of my book is the mm-hmm. is a big chapter on it on teaching, but basically it's a tool that you can use like a map that you lay over your floor plan that's divided into nine equal areas, and each area corresponds to a specific life area. So like relationship, like fame and reputation, abundance, health. So you find the area, there's nine different areas, you find where you want to make an adjustment. And one of them is called the family area. Mm-hmm. So you you find that you lay this map over your floor plan, it gets a little more complex, because not every 
um, home is totally perfectly square. So yeah. that's where you have to read on some of the adjustments and modifications that to make to find where these areas are, but you place objects in that area to enhance that area. So like mm -hmm. a good area to put family photos would be in the family area mm -hmm. um, and create a nice family, you know, momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Environment. So that's, you know, one way to um, do that. <laughs> I think it makes that like that home vibe. And I understand that for me, uh, specifically in a lot of women or maybe men feel more at home in the kitchen and the kitchen is the core or the hearth of the home. So that one is, it has a lot of things to consider. And I always think about that in, in like, you touch on it in your book too. It's like, how do you make the heart of your home the most important part that keeps like everything kind of together together well yeah. one thing I want to say about kitchens that I notice a lot of people keep a ton of stuff on their counters that there's hardly any space mm. and on surfaces I really believe that like 50 percent or less of a kitchen counter because you think more clearly when you have less stuff on a counter so that's one thing I want to bring up, but, you know, having the appropriate type of stools and, and chairs and tables that are comfortable and that you feel good with is all going to contribute to that and have it designed appropriately as well, mm. um, have it feel good and organized and let go of the pots and pans and things that you never use. Cause I yeah. know some of those, you know, really go through each area. So that's a whole thing on clutter. But it's oh, like yeah. the other thing makes a huge difference in the energy of your home and yourself. So your home reflects your life. Therefore, if you make these changes in your home, it's going to make change, help you to make these changes within yourself. So you always have to be working on yourself as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, I remember you did meditation too, and you've done it before that I always think about this concept that's like a... Sometimes you can find someone on YouTube that will teach you this idea of the home as what you were saying, an analogy for self. And you basically visualize your perfect home, the one you want to see. And your job is to go through all the doors and all the windows and open everything and then breathe through the space to clear it out. And right. it's like a metaphor by a literal. So literally you can do the same, like it's spring is coming soon and we've just did the new years and we want to see, get rid of the things we don't need anymore because maybe right. that's from the past and we don't live there anymore. This is right. the now and the present moment that most of these things that we have, you know, I am the gift of, of inheritance, like all <laughs> these things that your mother doesn't want or your dad doesn't, they have, have really moments in their time that you were raised around them and some of them work but some don't function oh, anymore so you're right. like okay it's I, okay to let them go I'll tell you that <laughs> yeah so it, it takes the some time yeah and it is important because you're right that a kitchen like how many appliances to most of us buy that we don't use at all sometimes right. and you're like how do you put that away so it's either in a cupboard or hidden from the surface space that you're cooking or moving around or cleaning or right. something. And so that clutter kind of impacts, my mother always says, messy desk, messy mind. Yes, that's <laughs> right. I say that too. Well, in a little different way, say, have you ever felt it was chaotic in your office and realized that you internally felt chaotic as well? 
nine, same yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I think nine projects going at the same time and, yes. and like, you know, still finishing them. But I, I put them in their own stack, but they're not finished. And it's like, OK, I have too That's much okay. coming on, like going in and coming in. But it is important to understand that they do like emotionally or mentally to your ability to focus on one or the other. Like, right. it's like one project at a time, finish that one and then go exactly. to the next one. And so you when you doing them all at once, yeah, because when they're visually there, you feel like distracted about which one is the most pressing and which one has a deadline is what is the most important. Right. As and... long as you have it organized, it sounds like you have it organized neatly. Most, uh, most days <laughs> you know most days everyone that's I, I'm a creative so you have your Me own too. messes yeah. that you're in the creative process and exactly. that makes sense I, I'm gifted with a, a lot of people in my family that are or, organized and OCD so right. like them I'm the pack rat because I get all the things they get rid of and I don't know what to do with them so you're like okay I don't I was like you don't see me in my house so you don't you're not going to feel bad when I get rid of <laughs> the things you gave me right. well I but, always I always ask people, does your home reflect who you are, who you want to become, or are you living in the past? Mm, so gotta think, yeah, you got to think about that. And it does because clutter can do so many things. It can keep you tired and lethargic, keep you in the past, congest your body. Mm. You know, it depends how much clutter, like some people have minimal clutter. Mm -hmm. But I've seen people who have, you know, where it's a real issue. Oh, yeah. Hoarding <laughs> is an issue. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, that's, there's a big difference. Variety, but, but it's like, that comes from my experience and understanding when you become a hoarder, it's the loss of somebody or something that you right. can't go back to. And you are living, like you said, in the past. Yes. Because you miss something or someone or the way it was formerly that it will never become again, or you have a deep rooted fear. Fear. I think it's a lot fear too. Fear. So you put all the stuff around you thinking it's going to help, but it really, maybe yeah. for a moment, but it really takes you down. It doesn't help. Yeah. It I think yeah. uh, laughingly, I do this and I, I got laughed at by a couple of friends of mine for a while, like when I, I was single more often and um, like for a break between, it's like I dated <laughs> someone for a long time and we we dissipated, right. like you're saying, I, I went through a divorce or most people in pandemic were face to face with the two people that we've been with for a long time and they had some disputes. But when we we're talking about the bedroom and the idea, I get rid of all my sheets and my pillows. And sometimes right. I buy a new right. bed and Doing I the get, right things. That's I, the, yeah. I think it's important too, just because it's like bless that person that we spent that time with, but you're no longer with me and it's okay for me. And I'm personally tied like your bed, you sleep 90%, not 90%, half of your life in your bed. Right. And <laughs> I am, I love clean sheets. I, I love to iron mine like a weird OCD. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like when you're in a hotel, uh -huh. like I want to hotel nice. sheets, like nice. I iron my, like them, right? sometimes it's just the top of the, sh the top sheet and the pillowcase cases that's right. my own concern that's nice like, if it yeah. makes you it makes you feel good it makes me feel like restful good. and relaxed right. that I can destroy it but also like sheets and bedding are so important for me pers yeah. personally but when you you know leave someone and their energy is still in the sheets I'm trying right. to like 
Maybe you don't need to be here because I think you would bless you. Maybe if I keep my bed, we'll use what you said, sage my bed. And then right. someone new can come right, in right. that your energy is out of but my. Changing the sheets is a very good idea. And I've done that with relationships as well. So I think yeah. sheets are like, I'm, I'm weird about cotton and textures. And I love, like, I'm the touchy feely person in the right. stores going, hmm, do I like this? Do I want to live in it? Like, is it comfortable? And if you want to call in a relationship, you can like get maybe some red or deep pink type mm. sheets to call yeah. in the relationship. You yeah, know? fiery colors and fiery sheet. colors and yeah, that mm. type of thing. Makes sense. Now, speaking of that, this Chinese New Year is going to be the year of the dragon. Yes. And which I know you're all about because you are the dragon. And in feng shui, when they mention that, and I always get it confused, it's the dragon and the white tiger. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So for the new year is what kind of energy, energy is coming in and flowing out that we have to be aware of. Well, you know what? We just had a meeting on that. Mm. And here, like, here are some of my notes. Okay. That Because I'm not an expert at China, like, but I know enough mm -hmm. um, to be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's going to, it's wood, it's a wood dragon. So mm -hmm. what combination where wood takes up earth, it's yang wood represents leadership and strength, but with too much wood can get anger, stubbornness, and one-sided vision. So those things can play out in the world mm -hmm. as, well, as well as our own lives. It's going to be a tough year in some mm. ways, but if we can stay focused on what we need to do and take care of, that will help people a lot. And if you look up your Chinese sign like I'm mm. a wood dragon myself you're so ready being a wood dragon we're supposed to step up and pull it together or we're going to have a bad year like Ooh. if we step up and get out there more some years are not like that you want to pull in but mm. I know for myself I have to step up get out there for all those wood dragons mm. and do my thing else it's not going to be a great year Wood energy is tapping down and weakening the earth energy of the dragon, causing a heavy effect on earth energy, which could cause earth disasters and conflicts. I know we don't mm. all hear that. We had weird weather, so it's and already that, yeah, yeah. It's, it's already coming in. And the Chinese New Year starts. The solar New Year is February fourth, and then the lunar New Year is February tenth. Yeah, you can still you, you what you want to do to help yourself. So the dragon is the best friend with the rooster. So if you get like a picture of a rooster or a little charm or something in, in all our feng shui people, we carry around little charms of the animal of the year, which mm. is the rooster, and it will help, you know, block negative energy toward you. Interesting. Um, so putting up a rooster or having a little rooster sculpture, you can find them right on Amazon. Okay. But, you know, Google feng shui rooster, see what comes up. <laughs> a little little mm. ones you know to put on your desk or whatever with for the year yeah it makes sense like well i i like that you said like to protect yourself from negative energy right. and <laughs> to be aware i'm a pig so you know yeah maybe i need a rooster to you know be cockadoos for everybody right, <laughs> and make right. sure but i protect uh, myself because yeah. we're, we're too friendly and too nice so you're like okay maybe, maybe <laughs> i need some really good walls and boundaries for most of you <laughs> right, right. having that is good mm -hmm. for this year yeah um, important yeah and then 
also the a monkey and a rat and a rooster i mean not rooster but a monkey a rat and a dragon go together they're the trinity animals so mm -hmm. you can also display a monkey and a rat and a dragon together oh wow these little figurines and that mm -hmm. helps you too energetically it's all it's about intention but it does help energetically so when you pair like if you had all these three together and would you put them in the same room and which room or separately, but right. still in the house? You can put them just so they're displayed. Mm -hmm. There are ways like feng shui has so many levels mm -hmm. to look at that. It's, it gets a little confusing, but I, I want to say yeah. that you put it where you can view it, where you can see it. Maybe your okay. living room, maybe your bedroom, um, maybe your office desk, but somewhere mm -hmm. where you see it daily and know that it's protecting you and that you're to keep you calm. That yeah. type of thing. I mean, it's a good visualization and, and an actual tangible item that reminds you of, you know, your protection and your energy right. and your focus for this year specifically. And it is immense amount of change that's coming in. And I, I think most people are trying to adapt and, and stay you know, willing to move with the change as fast as it's coming. And our weather there has is been a lot of change. There's going to be a lot of change and it's called a blind year. Um, that means things are going to be like flipped, kind of flipped up upside down. Wow. Um, they're not in order. And in 2024, it'll be a little bit flipped, but it's not bad. I think we're just going through sometimes when you go through change for the better, you mm -hmm. have to go through some hardships to get there. And True. that's we're in the midst of in the midst of of better things coming. Yeah, I think everybody needs to do some self work and some realizations and then letting go of the past and preparing the future and that takes some time to kind of focus on you, your family, what you need and and everything. And then you mentioned before uh, I think you touched on vision of a couple in the bedroom before when you were trying to envision a new relationship and you're actually doing a class around this time, a right. Zoom call. So can you tell the listeners? Sure. I'm doing a vision board class with Kelly White, who's a, a therapist and a Vedic astrologer and psychic medium. And we're going to do this together on February 10th online. It's a four hour class where you will actually make a vision board or at least start one. And we're going to teach different concepts about vision boards because they're so powerful. I've had so many amazing things happen when I mm -hmm. make my vision boards and put them in a spot where I can see them daily because mm -hmm. that's really important that you see them. And I think it's just going to be a really fun class. We already have a lot of people signed up and it's affordable. You can, if you <laughs> are interested in the class, you can always go to my Metro Interiors Facebook page where I have it posted where you can find the link on Eventbrite to sign up for that. So class. everyone can find you at metrointeriors.com. Uh, and yeah, if they have questions, they can email me at julie at metrointeriors.com too, okay. but you can find it on my website. Yeah, I think it's important. I think every year I started doing a vision board for my New Year's re resolution. Mm -hmm. And I do also, like you, celebrate the Lunar New Year. And I think that also ends up being coming kind of my vision board time. It's like we're in February and the month for me of creation right. rather than like we're still ruminating on the past and, and right. focusing. And then we get in February. It's like I need some self-love. I need some appreciation. I need right. to kind of vision what I'm going to see in this next year more so. And that's a great 
class to take? Class, it's a great time to take time out for yourself. It's just four hours, mm -hmm. you know, to take time out to really envision your life because the more you can visualize and believe, you got to believe too, that mm -hmm. these things could happen that you want, the more likely that they will come true. And sometimes you can't like decide how it's going to come true. You have to <laughs> let go of what we call the cursed hows on how it's going to come and follow your intuition on the steps to take. You have to do, you have to do something, yeah. but follow your intuition and be open to other opportunities and ways that it can come to you. Cause sometimes most likely it doesn't come the way that you think it's going to come. Mm, true. A lot of relationships true. that I've been into, I'm yeah. not looking and they find me instead. You're like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing right. now. <laughs> right, right. But, I, I talk, talking about relationships, I'll give you a little feng shui story. So, you know, I'm very, very aware of feng shui, but I kept having some relationships. They'd last, you know, a year, two, one, three years. And, and then it was over. And it's like, I just wanted something long-term mm -hmm. and I, my boyfriend had broken up. We had broken up last spring. Mm -hmm. And then I looked around my house and I was, I got the help of another feng shui gal. Cause I'm like, what am I doing? And we're looking at <laughs> again. and in the relate. So like I said, the bago could be laid over your whole home. You can mm -hmm. also lay it over a room. And so in my kitchen, where my relationship corner is in my kitchen, I had a picture mm -hmm. of uh, Laguna beach and the ocean. Mm -hmm. And that's one of my favorite places in the world that but I thought it would, it's okay to be there but she's like look at those waves she goes every house I've gone into that has large waves mm. the relationship flies out the door you know <laughs> so it's like a lot of things are metaphors in our life true and so, like that was happening so I'm like I'm gonna change the picture so I I work with a, a gal that's an artist and she's a feng shui artist. Mm -hmm. So she's able to understand what I need. So I knew I needed earth energy. I needed to find, like do a couple, a loving couple, but it could, I thought let's do an two animals Ooh. Uh, because, and so I did these type of birds and they have one has this, their arm around each other and they're looking at mm -hmm. a sunset because you want to bring some fire and earth energy into that area where mm -hmm. I have water, you don't want water. So these are the feng shui elements and you need to mm -hmm. learn where to use them. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to put the water could go into a wealth area because water brings wealth. Mm -hmm. So that's, I found a wealth area upstairs and replaced that piece and got the new piece in. And then within days of getting it in, my boyfriend and I like unexpectedly got back together. It was a real dramatic, mm. like, type get back together <laughs> like I've never had that happen to me oh fast change yeah yeah so so you know was it my intention and he was there to help me hang it mm. um, and then make the blessing over it that we do in feng shui and so that was you know pretty powerful and now and that was in the summer when we got back together we were apart for two months and mm. we've been fine ever since yeah, I mean, that's so, important to understand your home creates right. your life too. Right. And exactly. you're working through it. And it's it's good because you ask the questions from people that you work with too. And you're like, I'm an expert, but I need other people to help because- Sometimes in your own space, you can't yeah. see everything. Like I've done so much and I truly live a feng shui lifestyle and my home is very feng shui. 
mm-hmm. but sometimes you need someone else to take a look and that's okay too, you know? Yeah. So I, one of my last questions is kind of geared towards that. And what is the best advice that you have received from someone, mentor, friend, relationship, you know, family, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, but if you have another one that you're thinking about also, anything that comes to to mind? Um, You think about it for a minute. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, this is a simple one, but you know, life is constant change. So when something comes into your life, enjoy it, um, use it well. And when it's time, let it go because this energy, this will free up space for time, energy, and space for the things that really matter. So mm-hmm. I think about that a lot. And that's really important for me and to share with the world to, if you want more time and energy, you know, let go of the stuff, <laughs> let go of the stuff <laughs> basically, literally and metaphorically. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, and that really will help you. Yeah. So that's, you know, and, and the decluttering is just what the basic of feng shui. It's like the first step. And then you learn about the Bagua and the feng shui elements and how to work with them in your home. And I'm an interior designer as well. So when mm-hmm. I'm doing design work, whether people want the feng shui or not, they get some of that. Mm-hmm. If they want it deeper, we're going to go deeper and we're going to mm-hmm. make intentions and stuff like that. But um, if they just want to have a nice calming home, I can create that as well. Uh-huh. So I like the fact that you mentioned about the blessing when you were hanging the piece. Can you mention a little bit about how you do a blessing when you yeah. either add something or make yeah, something when new? You, when you make an, and we call it making an adjustment. So mm-hmm. we place an item with an intention. So for example, when I said um, the abundance and prosperity area of your home, you'd find that you'd place maybe a water fountain because water is the area, the element for that area. So you would place, say, a water fountain in your abundance area that, and, and you think you place it and then you think about your intention. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine, so say you, you're just placing it because you want more money. So you imagine, <laughs> Everyone does. Yeah, every, <laughs> abundance can mean many things. You yes. know, that's one that people like, but there's other types of abundance. True. Um, so you place it as and feel, imagine and feel as if as if your intention already came true. So you want to mm. feel it, feel like that's already happened. That you have money, you can you go out and do the things you want and help the people you want and do all you can with the the finances. Mm-hmm. And then so that's the secret of body placing it. Secret of mind is um imagining and believing mm-hmm. and then the secret of speech is we say oh mani padmi um now oh. that means oh mani oh mani oh padmi like it's yeah. in my book uh-huh, yes <laughs> three secrets of reinforcement and that could come up um so that is a sanskrit phrase it's meaning something like the opening of a lotus blossom to reveal its true essence which is the soul so it's nothing mm-hmm. to, it's not religious, it's nothing out there, but we say it nine times because in China, they, um, nine is a very auspicious, mm-hmm. you know, good luck number. So we say it nine times to set it in motion. Well, if there's mm-hmm. a prayer that you love, that's meaningful to you, you can say that nine times. It's just a way to set it in motion and then be able to let go and, and see what happens. So that's making an intention in your home. I love that. Well, thank you very much for sharing. And words have power and meaning. So 
when touching on that and making a blessing when you add something or you know to your home and making it in the energy that you're focused on is a very powerful moment thank you very much julie ann siegel and pick up her book called change your space and change your life and you can find her on her website at metrointeriors.com she is an interior designer a feng shui consultant and an owner and president of design firm metro interiors thank you very much julia for your thank time. you so much for having me today thank you for listening to tranquility magazine podcast please subscribe and add your review and thoughts for our next interview title